um it's it's a blessing to be here before you on um, this morning or uh, this afternoon actually um i don't take this lightly to be honest with you being called upon to to teach or to just like you know to give the word or to do whatever i can to do for the lord it's always a blessing and i always see it as you know a, a great opportunity i'm actually using zoom from my laptop for the first time so if it looks a little bit crazy a little bit weird or if i don't sound too clear um all good on my I'm good all right cool I'm good all right father God we thank you for this day we thank you God almighty I pray as I'm about to get in, as we're about to get into your word we ask that your spirit will lead guide and direct father we pray that whatever will be said and done today that your holy spirit will lead us father we pray that each each and every one of us Lord God that we will get a word today and father not only will we be hearers of your word but doers of your word also God, it makes no sense to hear your word and to read your word if we're not doing it. So, Father, we pray that the Holy Spirit, Lord God, will convict us, Lord God Almighty, through your word. And that, God, from today, God, onward, that we will apply, Lord God, this word to our lives, Lord God. And we tell you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So when I was first, um, when Brian Dimash told me, like, hey, well, asked me, like, hey, could you, like, teach um, one of these Saturdays, I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, prayed about it. And, you know, Holy Spirit gave me to go ahead. And before I do anything for the Lord, I love to, I love to see God's face and just ask him like, you know, God, what would you like for me to talk about? Because when we really think about it, the flesh might want to talk about one thing or the self might want to talk about one thing, but that's not what God is, is saying to us. So as I sought the face of the Lord, I was like, you know, God, what would you have for me to say? And I believe one day I was just reading and like the Holy Spirit led me to like, you know, to Joshua 6. And from then, like he gave me the topic, you know, who is your allegiance to? So, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with Joshua 6. And as I was reading it, I was like, well, God, I don't know. I don't really know if this topic really aligns with, you know, Joshua 6. But I'm like, you know what, if, if God is saying this is the theme or this is the topic, then then so be it so today you know we're going to talk about who is your allegiance to and it's going to be um taken from joshua 6 so each and every one of us we have an allegiance to to somebody um and even like something and as i heard bria speaking earlier about the phone you know that's even part of my problem as well that sometimes i find myself even being on the phone too much and, you know, we understand that the God that we serve is a jealous God. God is not like, it's not like a human kind of jealous where, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kill you just because, or because you're not giving me attention, I'm just gonna kill you. God is also a God of love. So even though he's a jealous God, he's a God of love. But we know that he would not share his glory with anybody else or anything else. And... I remember growing up in like, even in like elementary, how we had to put our hand to our chest and say, oh, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, pledging allegiance to a wicked America. But, <laughs> but you know, so it, it just goes to show the importance of what it means to give your allegiance to something or to someone. So let me just start off by defining what allegiance is, right? And if I miss anybody that might, you know, have their hand up, you know, just I'm depending on Brimage, Brimage to, to let me know <laughs> if I miss anybody, right? So 
let's define allegiance, right? So allegiance is defined as loyalty or commitment to a superior, an individual or a group, right? So even going back to, uh, I guess I'm using Bria again, even Bria's testimony, how she pledged allegiance to, you know, to the sorority. And some, some of us, you know, went off to college, we pledge allegiance to some fraternity, some group, some this, some that. And when you pledge um, your allegiance to these groups, you're telling them, I am loyal to you and to mm-hmm. you alone, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what you're doing. So when we are pledging an allegiance, we're not only giving our, lo- our loyalty to a group or a thing, but we're giving our time, our service, and our commitment to this group and this thing. What I love to say is God's, God's love language is quality time, right? So when you are pledging your, yourself to these groups or these people or these persons, you're giving them quality time, right? You're not only giving them your time, you're giving them your body as well. Some of these things that we pledge allegiance to requires our body as well. Let's look at people like Jay-Z and Beyonce and, and these people that are in the Illuminati. Their, their gifts are required, their time is required, their body is required, their families are required. There are times that they might even have to have sex with someone just because that's the group that they pledged allegiance to. It not, might not even be their wife or their husband, but that is the sacrifice that is required because you pledged allegiance to this group or this person or to this thing. And we even see that sometimes when, when if we pledge allegiance to and, and some kind of idolatry or some kind of group or to the devil himself, there are times that he requires even blood sacrifice. So when we pledge or make an allegiance to something or, or, or to someone, we have to understand, right, what it means to make an allegiance to an individual, to a group or to a thing, right? So let us start off with the city of Jericho, right? AKA, just to give you a background of what Jericho was like, right? So the city of Jericho, um, AKA the city of palms, um, they were well known for their, for their palm leaves, for their palm trees. And so let us start off with the geography, right? Called the city of palms due, it, due to its abundance of palm trees and its location, right? So we know location is very important. So it was located west of the Jordan River and about 10 miles northeast of the Dead Sea. So they were surrounded by, they were very close to bodies of water. So we understand anyone that was ever close to bodies of water were in a way prosperous, a prosperous nation. Whether that be, so let us look at the economy, right? What did them being close to water bring for them? So it controlled migration routes resulting in a strong labor force, increased wealth, increased human cap- capital, um, AKA skilled workers, right? So God, God knew exactly, you know, what he was doing in this moment, right? So let, let us start with, with Joshua, with Joshua 6, right? Let me just have anybody just read from verses, from verses 1 to 6. Start 
I'll read it. You said one through six? Yeah, one to six. Okay, it says, now Jericho was uh, straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, see, I have given into thy hand Jericho and the, and the king thereof and the mighty men of Baylor. And ye shall uh, compass the city and all ye men of war and go round about the city once. Thus shall not, uh, or excuse me, thus shall thou do six days, and seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of rams, rams' horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with trump with the trumpets. Verse five, and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the rams' horns, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Verse 6, And Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of the ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. Thank you. So let us even jump back to verse 2, right? It says, and the Lord said unto Joshua, see, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor, right? So the, the chapter just began. They, nothing was even done as yet. And God already assured to them the victory, right? Uh -huh. The Lord said unto Joshua, I have given into thine hand Jericho, right? And this reminds me of Zechariah, I believe, chapter four. It says, it's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. And, and, and many times we, we don't even realize the God that we serve has already given us the victory, right? And that is the result of pledging our allegiance to God is that before we even step into the war, before the war even begins, okay. before the enemy even shows up, yeah. God already assures us the victory, right? And when we look at, at, at like premeditated, uh, premeditated murder, this is premeditated victory, right? <laughs> so this is, and I remember uh, uh, a pastor once said that, that God is, is previous, right? So God already saw the victory. In the spirit, it was already done. But God was telling Joshua like, hey, it's going to manifest itself in the physical. All you have to do is remain in allegiance to me, right? Mm. And that is what God is telling us. And I remember last week, um, Tia brought a word, right? And I was just like, God, like this connects. And the word, if, 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 I, ha if I remember clearly, she said was, uh, well, through the Holy Spirit, excuse me. So the Holy Spirit brought a word through her which was saying that the people of God need to tighten up, right? So pretty much we need to tighten up, right? So this day, we need to understand who we're pledging our allegiance to, right? Are you pledging your allegiance to the enemy? Are you pledging your allegiance to the devil? Or are you pledging your allegiance to Jesus Christ? And you see, now is not a time to be on the fence. Yeah. Now is not a time to, to, to play hopscotch or in and out. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. God, I don't know. God, yes. It says a double-minded man, right? Whether you're a man or a woman, double-minded, you are unstable in all your ways. Today, 
today you need to know. Right now you need to know. Who am I pledging my allegiance to? Am I going to be pledging my allegiance to, to false idols? Or am I going to be pledging my allegiance to God Almighty? Yeah. Right? So God said to Joshua, he said, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor, right? So now let me give you a little, a little backstory with Jericho. In, in the book of Genesis, we know about the Nephilim, right? I believe that's what it's pronounced. Yes. And Anak or the Anakims was descendant of the Nephilim. Yep. And in the land of Jericho, the promised land, the land of Canaan, there were Nephilims, right? There were, there were giants, 13 feet tall, maybe, I don't know, 20 feet tall. They were giant men, giant people. And any man in the flesh, if you see a giant, no matter how big and strong you are, you're going to say to yourself, man, I can't take this person. Like, there's, there's no way I could, I could win this fight. <laughs> there's no way I could win this war, right? But the God that we serve understands, right? It doesn't matter how big the enemy is. It doesn't matter how loud he, he's going to roar. It doesn't matter how hard he's going to fight. God has already assured us the victory. So God, when, when, when Caleb went in, Caleb saw, he was like, yeah, I saw the giants. <laughs> yeah, I saw them. But the God that I serve is greater than any giants, right? Oh. He's like, yeah, I saw them. They huge, they big. They, their hands are probably the size of my body. But God is bigger than them, right? Amen. Amen. Uh, can you go to the next slide? Right. So let me give you an idea of how big the wall of Jericho was. So... Um, someone read this for me, please. How big was the wall of Jericho? The city of Jericho was built upon a large mound on, of earth surrounded by an embankment with a stone retaining wall at its base. On top of this 12 to 15 foot high retaining wall was another mud brick wall that was six feet thick and about 20 feet tall. Also, at the crest of this embankment was another similarly sized wall whose base was about 45 feet above the ground level outside the retaining wall. Thank you. Thank you. You can show the visual now. There we go. Right. So let's take a moment to look at this visual, right? And imagine you're, you're down here at the bottom <laughs> with that. Uh, with the Israelites. And this is what you're looking at. Yeah, so take a moment and look at it. And see how huge, right, this wall of Jericho actually was. And how fortified this nation was, right? And I could imagine that there might have been a few Israelites that were thinking to themselves, well, how in the world are we actually going to break down this wall of Jericho? <laughs> and that's, that's what happens when, when, you know, we're thinking in the flesh. Yeah, I, I thought it was one high wall too. <laughs> and when you do the research, it's like, I was shocked. I was actually shocked to see that this is how it actually was. But 
if you're from if you're on the outside and you're just looking it looks as if it's just one tall wall when it's really just two and it's it's amazing because god ordered them and he said so fun fact right i know i'm preaching kind of preaching here but i, I was told to teach so i'm gonna do a little bit of teaching <laughs> so fun fact um it was not seven times they were ordered. It was 13 times, right? Because it was once for six days and then seven times, right? On the seventh day. Yes. So it's 13 times in total that they were ordered to march around the wall of Jericho. True. Right. Yes. All right. So let me have uh, another reader. Oh, I'm sorry. It said, let me jump to verse six. And Joshua said, and Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said unto them, take up the ark of the covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, pass on and come past the city and let him that is armed and pass on before the ark of the Lord. So we see in the battle, right, in this, in the march, that God told Joshua that the Ark of the Covenant should be in the midst of this march as well. And what we understand is the Ark of the Covenant represents the Spirit of God, right? And the Ark of the Covenant literally is the presence of God. Yes. yes. <laughs> so what the Lord is telling us that the presence of God is what we need to keep in our lives. That is what we need in our lives. That, that Because the presence of God is what is going to bring us the blessing. The presence of God is what is going to bring us, you know, the, 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 the victory. It is the presence of God that is going to keep us. Especially oh. in these, these end times and in these last days. We see everybody is talking about manifestation. Um, that person is talking about, I am a God. <laughs> that person is, is, is talking about, oh, I'm, I'm going to pray to Buddha. That person is talking about, I'm going to pray to Allah. The next person is talking about, oh, whatever I speak is going to come into existence. I'm an Egyptian. I'm this, I'm that. <laughs> and in these times, we have to keep the presence of God in the center of our lives. Matter of fact, in God, it is called the Alpha and the Omega for a reason. God needs to be in the beginning and in the end. And when we understand that God is, is the genesis of our lives and the, and the ending of our lives, right? The middle is covered. We don't got to worry about the middle, right? Because if he got the, the beginning and the end, we don't have to worry about the middle. That's so true. we need to understand and even speaking to myself that we have to keep the presence of God in our lives. We have to pray. We have to fast. And, and, and these are the things how we keep our allegiance to God. Prayer, fasting, getting into the word, uh, manifesting the fruits of being embodiments of the fruits of the spirit, the gift mm. of the spirit. We have to keep the presence of God in our lives. That is the only way we can win the battle. And in the book of Daniel, it, it says, they that know their God shall be great and do exploits 
And the only way that we can know our God, right, is if we keep the presence of God in our lives daily, daily, a daily walk with God. That's why Paul said, I got to die daily. I got to kill this flesh daily so that the presence of God can lead me day in and day out. Let's go to the next slide. Keep that art with you. Oh, preaching. Keep that art. So, there are four characteristics of allegiance I want to talk about. Yes. Four characteristics of allegiance. So, the first one is called fidelity. Faithfulness demonstrated by continuing loyalty. Yes. Well, God, today is Saturday. I'm going to serve you today, and I'm going to serve you Sunday. Then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I, don't, I ain't going to serve you. I'm chilling. I ain't going to serve you. <laughs> you know what? Because today is, is, is Pray First Bible study, I'm going to get into my word today. Uh, maybe Sunday I might get into my word. Uh, the rest of the week I'm going to be chilling. I'm, I'm not going to be loyal to you for the rest of the week. Oh. I'm not going to be faithful to you for the rest of the week. That, that's why we can't win. As mm -hmm. children of God, that is why we cannot win because we're not practicing this characteristic of allegiance faithfulness demonstrated by continuing loyalty let me jump back to verse two and the lord said unto joshua see i have given into thine hand jericho they ain't do nothing yet god didn't say you know what praise me first then i'm gonna put jericho into thy hands god put jericho into their hands because of fidelity because Ooh. of continued loyalty. Yes. <laughs> now, let me explain something to you, right? When you put in that work and that God, God is pretty much, when we serve God, we're putting in, I want to say into like our 401k, right? <laughs> when, when we're healthy and we're able to praise God and we're able to lift up a shout, we're able, able to say hallelujah, we're able to say glory, where we're putting into our praise bank or into our, our spiritual 401k, in which at some point we can be able to, to withdraw from, right? Mm. So mm. God is, is said to the Israelites, right? And it even started with Abraham. This was the blessing, right? That he spoke to with Abraham and Isaac. And he said, I'm going to bless you and your nations and your descendants shall be blessed, right? Mm -hmm. So when we invest, and put into our spiritual 401k at yes. some point we'll be able to withdraw from it and we won't be penalized because oh. this earthly 401k if you draw from it you will be penalized but but <laughs> god is saying when you invest into me when yes. you pledge allegiance to me and oh. you're ready to withdraw from it now you can withdraw your victory you can withdraw, you can withdraw your, your blessings. You can withdraw that blood covering when we invest into God. So, mm. so Israel, they only they there were times, yes, that that God that they disobeyed God, but because of, of Abraham and Isaac's obedience and Moses' obedience, Joshua's obedience, and their allegiance to God, the Israelites were able to withdraw from that bank and get a, a, uh, a victory that was sure. Amen. What does that tell us? It tells us when we pledge allegiance to Jesus, right? 
that not only will our lives be blessed, but even the lives of our family members can be blessed, right? Yeah. When we pledge allegiance to Jesus Christ, at some point, because we pledge that allegiance to Jesus Christ, our brother, our unsaved brother might be become saved, right? Our unsaved sister might, might receive an encounter with God. Our unsaved mother might receive an encounter with God. Our unsaved saved family members, whomever, some, some of our family members that are in the occult thing, right? Because we pledged allegiance to Jesus Christ, right? There will be an encounter for them because we invested into God, right? So we have to understand that fidelity, faithfulness, continued loyalty, right, to Jesus is of the utmost importance. We, we, can't, we can't say, oh, God, I'm going to serve you today, and then tomorrow I'm not going to serve you. It's because of Job's fidelity, right, why he was blessed. So even though God was, was testing him, yes, Job said to himself, even though his God, even though his wicked wife, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus, <laughs> even, though his, even though his wife said curse God and die, man, she allowed the devil to use her. But even though his wife said curse God and die, Job said, no, I have made allegiance to God Almighty, and I'm going to demonstrate continued loyalty. And because of his continued loyalty to God Almighty, God was like, you know what? I have no other choice but to give you double for your trouble. I have no other choice but to bless you and, and multiply, multiply your fruit. I see a hand up. You can go ahead. <laughs> Oh, it's me, Brother Chris. Praise yeah. God for this word. Um, when you were talking, it came up in my spirit, but I'm like, I'm going to just be quiet because the word too juicy. Let me be quiet. But then you mentioned, I'm like, ooh, it's my chance. Mm -hmm. so, I just, I just want to say, Job had an allegiance with God as well, and it showed through his relationship with God and interceding mm -hmm. for his children. Um, so what you're saying is so true. Like, people around us will be protected just because of our allegiance. And we see when God allowed the enemy to, um, you know, do when, what was supposed to be done to Job, like, you know, you know, you could take away this, that, and just don't, you can't kill him. Um, then, you know, his children passed, but that whole time Job's children were not living um, right before God. Mm -hmm. This is why Job daily made sacrifices for his children. He daily interceded for them. And us as believers, like, we can never get too tired with our allegiance and, and feel like, why do we have to pick other people? Or why do we have to, um, you know, intercede for other people? Because our righteous prayers are really keeping some people alive right now. Mm. Yes. Amen. They don't even realize mm. like everything <laughs> walk out the door, they're a walking target. But because yes. with God, and we see this through Job's life, like because of his allegiance, him literally sacrificing daily the bible says um for his children because yes. his children were protected but then when god you know gave the enemy to go ahead i mean there was nothing that could be done you know what i mean but i you know this word is just so true like let us remember that our allegiance is not only for us but it's really mm. for other people as well our family our friends our co-workers our 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 businesses not even our business personal business but i'm saying like um 
the businesses that we are a part of, the day we decide mm -hmm. to leave some of these businesses, they may go bankrupt. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The people that we're, like, we're employed at, yeah. they may not have any business no more just because we're there. You know, mm -hmm. we have to just thank God for that. The, the, the state that we live in, some of our states have never been flooded or had a tornado or whatever. That's because we're mm -hmm. in it. Amen. We have Come on now. Yes. That allegiance. Serious. So thank God for this word. For real. Amen. 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 Yes. We, we, we have to take our allegiance like very seriously. Very, very seriously. And as you know, Bria mentioned, like with Job, you know, like you said, kids weren't saved because Job said, you know, I forgot which verse, but he said, I'm going to make a, an offering to God just in case like my children sinned. Right. <laughs> so because, because of Job's uh, allegiance, he kept not only Job, but his whole family because of one person, right? So one person can make a difference, whether that be for the good or for the bad one person can make a difference. And when we are the ones in our families that pledge an allegiance to God, we can make a difference in our families, right? But we have to embody these characteristics. Let's go to the, to, to the second one. All right, here. Yeah. There we go. All right. So obedience, submission, surrender, or acceptance of to authority, right? So in, I'm just going to read a couple more verses. And it says, verse seven, and he said unto the people, pass on and encompass the city and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns passed on before the Lord and blew the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priests that blew the trumpets and the reward came after the ark. The priests going on and blowing the trumpets and Joshua had commanded the people saying, ye shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you to shout. Then shall ye shout, mm. right? So God gave them specific instructions through Joshua. And uh, obedience is, is critical to our allegiance, right? And going back to, these, to the um, Illuminati's and the sororities and the fraternities, there are things that they will tell you to do and you can't even question it. Surely you can't, can't question it. Surely can't. You Trust can't that. say, well, why I got to do this? You're going to get why hit. Why I got to do that? <laughs> yeah. And you just got to do it because that is what is required of you to do, right? And imagine these are, are earthly and devilish things. So when it comes to God, God requires our complete obedience. I'm going to try to get through this as, as, as quick as I possibly can. First Samuel 15, and we, we don't have to read the whole thing. First Samuel 15, God orders Saul. He says unto him, right? I'm going to read a little bit. God 
I'll just paraphrase, but God ordered um, Saul to destroy the Amalekites. Mm. Everybody, literally everybody. God didn't say, you know what? You could kill X, Y, and Z, <laughs> but the rest you could leave. It's all right. It's cool. It's all right. Samuel pulled up on him and said, what's this bleeding of the sheep that I hear? <laughs> and you know, God gives us instructions. The way he said and, it. <laughs> and, and, we say, and we say, well, God, yeah, I did it. And God is looking into our lives and asking us, what is the bleeding of that sheep that I hear? Why do I hear a sheep in the background? Why am I here? You, you said that you're living holy. You said that you pledge an allegiance to me. Wow. But why do I see a little bit of sin over there? What's that? Says Jesus. Oh, that's a little oh, that's a little bit of anger. I thought you said I thought you said you did everything that I told you to do. But that's a little bit of anger in the in the corner over there. I thought you said you were living holy, but that's a little bit of unforgiveness that I see in the corner. Then it's the five people. I, 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 I hear it. I hear it. So Samuel said, So hold up. Why do I hear the ah eh, in the background? Samuel was like, Hold on, what kind of time you on? Like, Saul was ordered to just wipe out everybody. But Saul said, you know what? I'm going to save the king. I'm going to keep the king. Mm. And I'm going to keep some of the sheep so that I could sacrifice to God. God ain't ask you to do that. Aye. Is God that crazy? Didn't you to do that. And you see, many a times we might have good intentions, but God doesn't care about your good intentions if it's operating okay. in disobedience. Mm. He surely don't. And I've been there many times. I'm Me too. Me too. Where I'm like, God, God, I have good intentions in this matter, but that's not what God ordered you to do. Mm -hmm. Right? God has is ordering us when we pledge an allegiance to him to be in full submission and full obedience to him. So that means if you have to forgive everybody that has ever hurt you, that literally means forgive everybody. Well, Ever. God, I'm not gonna forgive that girl because I poured out my heart to her. And she just broke my heart. Well, like, nah. God ain't tell you to, to, to not forgive her. God told you to forgive everybody. Yeah. Well, that person that did me wrong, I'm not going to No. We're operating in disobedience. And if we're not in complete obedience, we're in disobedience. Right? Amen. It could be 99.9999999 disobedience, right? So we see that Joshua commanded them and he said, don't shout yet. Just do X, Y, and Z first. And God will, will give us the victory when we're in complete obedience. Yes, Tia, go ahead. Yo, this word good to me. This is my food for today. Oh my gosh. But let me just say this though, because I just had to repent. Like even while like listening to you, like I had to literally like, just repent because there is some we there I had this mindset I'm not gonna lie and there's been some people that have had this mindset too and I heard the Lord say repent because there's been times where we've had this like mindset that we have done enough Lord yeah. I, I taught Bible study Lord I had this speaking engagement Lord I spent time with you this morning oh I did enough <laughs> enough I give out on praying or reading my Bible today because go, like you know I feel like I 
into the next or into the week. And God is like, repent. Like, who are we to think that we've done enough? We mm. haven't scratched the surface. My Jesus. Lord, y'all, like, oh, this word is, this word is my food. I ain't got to eat nothing else for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Food. Mm. <laughs> this is good. Let me just say this, like, you know, mm -hmm. if he would have made one peep, the promise would have been gone. Mm. Like, he literally didn't say just not shout, but also mm. make no noise. Mm -hmm. It's crazy because, like, even even if they would have been like, I'm just going to lift your name up. Because really, Saul, um, he brought back, um, he brought back sacrifice for the Lord. It's not like he brought it back just to eat or whatever. He brought it back to give to the Lord. So even if they would have yeah. up their mouth and be like, Lord, I thank you, it still would have been disobedience. And that's mm -hmm. something I have to think about as well. This is why I had to, we were talking about on Life Group. And Ace gave a testimony about this. And even me, I had to like repent as well. I'll see a post about something, right? Mm -hmm. And I know somebody that I, Lord, forgive me. <laughs> but, I, but I thought about it. You watch somebody's story before yours, right? And they literally claim to be a Christian, but they posting just anything, right? And then you see a, a like a like a post that literally reflects their lifestyle, mm -hmm. and you want to convict them, so you want to post it on your page. You because <laughs> God ain't never told you to post that, but you yeah. just post it hoping that they'll just scroll through your story that they <laughs> and, look, get and get saved all over again, like it's the gospel, like. <laughs> Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't do it. Really, I know the Lord don't want me to, but I can't say my heart don't be like. Let me just post this thing about homosexuality for this person who claims to be a Christian and is gay. Like, mm. I can't say my heart don't want to do that. But that's <laughs> that's disobedience, really, because yeah. if God mm. told me to do it, then that's fine. But some of the times, it's Bria just in my righteous anger. Mm. <laughs> I'm upset. But the truth of the matter is. It's disobedience. It may be mm -hmm. a good thing to do, but that doesn't mean it's what it's a God thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. a God thing to do. And a lot of the things that we're doing, Saul himself, he wanted to bring sacrifice back for the Lord. And this is why Samuel said, obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm. A lot of people mm -hmm. think that the obedience is better than sacrifice means that um, you're just being... Um, obedience so you don't get harmed or you don't get killed or whatever mm -hmm. some people are doing things that are for the lord that god never told them to do i.e why you have pe preachers who are supposed to be just a drummer in church but they want to have a pulpit mm -hmm. and they're leading people astray like mm -hmm. outside of their calling outside of their ministry outside of their walk doing things they have no business because it looked like a god thing but it's not what god wants them to do which is why mm -hmm. we have Stay in obedience. I want to say also what I get from it is that, you know, with with whatever thing that he has placed in our hand, there's an instruction with it. Like it's not, it's not here, you do this and you could do it any kind of way. It's like, you no, know, like through this journey, whether if it's um your your career, the path, um music, um, business, nonprofit, like all these things. We can't just like he's He's given it into our hands, but in a way, we give it back in a way, mm. or it's never really ours in a way. But but still, like there's a way to do it. Um, and just has you know, 
what we want is the Lord to give us instructions on how should I do this thing? And mm -hmm. that's really counseling. Whether if, whether if he don't automatically give it to us, like, okay, this is going to be this, this business. And I want you to do it this way and this way and this way. And if he don't do that, then we seek him. Like, Lord, how should I do this? Like, mm -hmm. like, when should I do this? Like, you know, um, and yeah. Amen. Yes. Yes. Anybody else, if you want to jump in, you can jump in right now. <laughs> but yes, like to obey is, is better than to give, to give sacrifice, man. And like the scripture literally says, you know, rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. And imagine like God is saying like, yo, if you rebel, you're just like a witch. You're just like a wizard. Oh. Like you're just one of these people that be, you're just like one of these people that be looking at a crystal ball or as as, as in Jamaica, we say you're just like a voodoo worker or an obia worker. Like, you know, you, you, you ain't no different from them because you're in rebellion. Like, that's how God is, that's how serious God is about us embodying this characteristic of allegiance, obedience. Like, it's God, God don't play no games, man. It's, it's a serious thing. It's a serious thing. But let me, let's, let's jump into the third one. I don't wanna I don't wanna be too long. So let's jump into the third, the third characteristic of, of allegiance. Okay. There we go. Courage, courage, yes. So courage is strength in the face of pain, grief, or or fear. So before I even go ahead, I had a, a question that I wanted to ask. Um, so when God ordered the, the Ark of the Covenant to be among them, so anybody, anybody can answer. There are three things that was in the ark. What are the three things that were in the ark of the covenant? Anybody? The Ten Commandments. Uh -huh. Aaron's rod, that thing. The manna. All right. All right. See, that's not fair because you teach remnant generation. <laughs> I should have said no teachers alive. <laughs> but yes, the golden pot with manna, Aaron's rod, and the Ten Commandments. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. So, courage, strength in the face of pain. And, you know, when we look, so I'm not going to read the whole Joshua 6, but I believe we, we do have an idea of, you know, what God, you know, of, of you know, what God was telling them to do. But let's let's just go to courage, strength in the face of pain, um, grief, or fear. And when we look at you know the height of you know the wall and just being in the city of Jericho, I'm sure it might have been a scary thing, and it probably was a bit frightening for them. But the the thing about being you know pledging your allegiance to God is, you know, you have to show up despite fear you know mm -hmm. because we have to understand that god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind mm -hmm. and it also tells us that the righteous is as bold as a lion so mm -hmm. listen we got them two verses alone so we can use those two verses and go back to them and say well god even though i might be feeling fear i'm going to do it regardless you know and it's like you know i think back to when I first, when the Holy Spirit first told me to like minister on the trains and like, you know, I was, I, I had fear, but I was like, I'm going to do it despite fear, despite, you know, 
the, the pain or grief or what might be happening. So, but the scripture that I want to bring to you as well to kind of complement, you know, what Israel was going through is 1 Kings 18. So in 1 Kings 18, we, we read about the prophet Elijah. So we understand Elijah was a man of God. And Elijah was like, Elijah wasn't scared of no prophets of Baal. And Elijah was like, I'm pulling up on you. You know, <laughs> Elijah was not scared. And Elijah pretty much said, and I want to go down to verse 21, right? To verse 21. And the scripture says, and Elijah came unto all the people. These are the prophets of Baal. And said, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. Yes. When Baal, then follow him. And Ew. the people answered him not. Listen, <laughs> it is time to give an answer. Yes. You got to give an answer now. Are you going to pledge your allegiance to God or are you going to pledge your allegiance to, to Baal? If God be God, serve him. If Baal be Baal, serve him. And despite the fact that Elijah in the, the physical realm, he was outnumbered. Yep. But in the spiritual realm, we know that they were outnumbered yep. because greater is he that is in me, right, yep. than he that is in the world. So even in the face of, of grief and fear, Elijah displayed courage. And he yep. said to the prophets of Baal, I'm not going to bow before Baal. I'm not going to bow before your gods, right? Because I know the God that I serve and the God that I serve is greater than your little common G God. My God is a capital G, right? And we have to embody this characteristic of courage because the scripture defines the devil as like a roaring lion, mm -hmm. right? Like a roaring lion. But the scripture also defines Jesus as the lion of the mm -hmm. tribe of Judah. So we know that we serve the one true lion the tri of the tribe of Judah. But the prophets of Baal were serving someone that was like a lion. Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, for people who are new in their walk, you know, the thing about God is when you pledge your allegiance to him, Courage is like very vital. Um, gotta have courage. Um, the the more you get to know him, is the more you will look crazy. The more you have doing things that other people will think is not normal or that will that is impossible. You know, like this is real. This is real. When you pledge your allegiance to God, the the, four, the Chris went through two things already, but this third one right here. That courage, that will have people turning their backs on you. Yeah. That will have people making you think that you don't know what you're talking about. You got to have courage in this walk to walk with Christ. Everybody will be doing opposite. The Bible says mm -hmm. that there's more people doing wrong these days than there are people who are doing right. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Basically, the, the path for the unrighteous is broad and the path for the righteous is narrow. Yeah. And not a lot of people on it. So you will look very crazy being mm. being um bold for Christ or having courage. Please continue to have courage in this walk. It is not an easy walk to walk because everybody will think you're you're crazy. God will and, and one thing I learned about God is God have a way of showing up 
when you don't expect him to. Mm -hmm. um, and what I'm saying by that is like, I expect him to always come, but it's not when I think he's going to come, he comes. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy. When I'm crying, I'm like, Lord, please take this away from me. Please it never leave that yeah. moment. I can't talk about y'all, but my personal work, God has never taken away something from me right at that moment. Um, mm -hmm. It'll maybe take a second. It'll take maybe hours, maybe even weeks or a year, but not at that split second. Um, unless I'm being delivered from something that's different deliverance, of course, but I'm talking about something that's a testing of your faith. It's vital for this walk because a part of walking with Christ is having the fruit of long suffering and endurance, right? Mm -hmm. So in order for us to get that, that fruit, we got to go through something. So I'm not talking yeah. about deliverance. When you get delivered for something, it can't go away immediately. That is true. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about like, um, when you're going through something like a test or something, you got to go through it though. You got to go and it seemed like God don't show up to the last minute for me. I can't talk about y'all, but it seemed like when I'm at my wit's end, like I'm about to die, God be like, all right, I'll take you out now. <laughs> That's how it goes for me personally. So I just want to say the courage though. Stay on the course, stay bold, stay on the course, keep believing and, and whatever, because like for it could look like you're wrong for years. That's what walking with God looks like. It could look like you mm. were a liar for years. Oh, it could God. look like you're not going to show up for years. Mm. It could look like you're going to be broke for years. It could oh. look like you're never going to get married for years. Mm. It could look oh, like that God. for a long time until the very last minute and mm. God will just drop that thing on you. And, and then you don't, and oh. let me tell you something. He don't do it. He don't do it so nobody can see everybody gonna know that God was true. Mm. I'm trying to mm. tell you, but wait, if you read too early, mm. if you stop mm. having courage too early, you're gonna miss it. So oh. this is very important to your allegiance. A lot of people were serving Christ and they left too early because mm. they couldn't keep that courage. So we seeing people backslide right now. The enemy gonna take them out before time. God mm. willing, Exactly. But they couldn't keep that courage. They couldn't keep that faith. Yeah, I just want to encourage somebody. Keep mm -hmm. that courage. No matter what it looked like right now, God is mm -hmm. not a God of our time. He's a God mm -hmm. of his time because he created time. He's out of time. He do it when you want to do it. Keep that courage, man. Like, I'm telling you, this one is vital for the world. Keep that courage. Mm -hmm. because Listen, he's going to show up. And when he show up, everybody know. He's the main attraction at the show. Mm -hmm. Everybody came to see him. You gotta wait until all the headliners are done so he could show on. up. Feel like it, yeah. like. And when he show up, the concert over. Ain't nobody after the main attraction. <laughs> the concert <laughs> is over. It's shut down. It's time to go home. Wait. Keep that courage. Tell somebody keep that courage, man. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick about just courage and like it just came in my mind. I just wanted to get the scripture. In Daniel 3, you know, the three Hebrew boys, just uh, starting mm. off, um, Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, when they stood, um, again, we've been speaking of it, just been the topic of just the call, just about, you know, standing, being courageous and just standing with the Lord on what you believe. Like, if yes. he tell you, if, if he tell you to name um your, your business a certain name or your album a certain name or your company a certain mm -hmm. name 
it may look like people are just going to restrain um, um whoever hates the lord is not going to mm -hmm. like it, you know what i'm saying yeah mm -hmm. put a target on it but many times we got to realize that he's in control of all things you know yeah. just just standing on your values standing on your faith yeah having a, a, a um uh allegiance to him being allegiance to him yeah. right um so at this time, they refused to bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar. And in six, verse 16, Daniel 3 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer. No, matter of fact, go up a little. 14, <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you, did not, that you do not serve my gods and worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at this time, mm. the sound of the the harp, the lyre, the 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 psalm street and symphony with all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image mm. I have made good. Okay, mm. but if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning. Mm fiery furnace mm -hmm. and who is the god who will deliver you from my hands that's mm -hmm. that's that's crazy that mm -hmm. last yeah. then Misha Abednego answered and said oh king Nebuchadnezzar we have no need to answer you in this matter no like, need. like do what you gotta do <laughs> do what you gotta do and then it says if that is the case our god whom we serve is able, able. that's the come thing. on yeah like, he going to know that he's able to able. do all things he's able mm. to deliver us from that burning that burning furnace that you that mm. you throw us in he's able to deliver oh, us from that. and mm. he will deliver us from your hand O king mm. but, but but come on if not let it be known to you O king mm. that we do not serve your god nor will we worship the gold image with you set up mm. so they went on all of that saying um um our god is able to deliver us from that and he will deliver us from your hand but if he don't let it be known that we're still not going to serve your god and going to serve your image let it be known mm. so courage like like just courage. courage with just knowing what this person is capable of because they must have known um, what King Nebuchadnezzar was capable of in those times, and you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and they knew what God was capable of, and a lot of us really don't want to step out on courage because we're afraid. Like, what if God don't come through? Oh. God don't come through. It's about is He capable? He's mm -hmm. capable. If yeah. God don't do it, He didn't want to do it. It's not that it couldn't. Uh -huh. be good. It's that it wasn't in His will. That's the. Mm -hmm. If it was God, if it was God's will for it to be done, there's no devil in hell or on this earth that could ever stop the will of God ever. He's not strong enough. He's not even all knowing. He's not all powerful. Like he can't do that. If it didn't get done, I'm telling you, if it wasn't God's will, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would have burnt up. Yeah. It was mm. God's will. This is why Jesus even showed up in that fire. And I could have kept going, kept reading, but like because of his rage, because they're talking. Remember, he's he um King Nebuchadnezzar said to them, like, who is able to deliver you from my hands? Like that's really <laughs> like he's above, right? Mm -hmm. 
And look how they met him with that same energy back. He, like, like they even said, I don't even owe you an explanation. Yeah. And <laughs> then because of that, like he's so upset. Like you guys, yeah. you know, he did, he's so upset that he made it, I think, three times hotter. Yeah. Than he is. yeah. So much that the guy that was putting them, those the three Hebrew boys into the furnace, they died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just crazy. But I just wanted to oh. another thing that I just wanted to read. Uh, we were talking about race and this endurance. I think Ray was talking about that too. First uh, Corinthians 9, 25, 24. Um, do, you not, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, mm-hmm. but one receives the, pri- the prize? Mm-hmm. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Mm-hmm. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown we do it for an imperfect crown mm-hmm. therefore i run thus not with uncertainty uh-uh. thus i fight not as one who beats the air I... but i discipline my body and bring it to subjection mm-hmm. when i preach to to others i myself should become disqualified yes mm-hmm. part that part mm-hmm. Touching the air is crazy. Go ahead, mm. Yes. Um, so I, I just wanted to share something. <clears throat> so last week, <clears throat> sorry, last week, um, Chris reached out to me, brother Chris here. And he, I think last week, Friday, I don't remember, but last week, and the thing is about it, I, I just felt two sharp pains in my like my stomach, like on both sides. And then like about a minute or two, Chris. I saw Chris send me a text and he said, Mama Lorraine, how are you? I was just praying and you came before me. And I told him that, you know, I just felt this pain. So, you know, I said, pray for me and and so on. And then the pain went away. And then I realized that I was being attacked in mind, body and spirit. Like mm-hmm. I was attacked even in my mind um, to be offended by nothing. And it, like it, it, this happened for, for days. And when I realized what was happening, that I was being attacked, I sent a message to Chris and I say, you know, you know, pray for me, pray for my brother, Chris, because, you know, I'm be you know, I'm being attacked, like going to a spiritual warfare. Remember, Chris? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so I realized that I needed help because I like. I was being discouraged and you know I think Bria even mentioned not long ago like things somebody like things not happening like you go through things for a long time and like mm-hmm. things not turning around and you you, you, you you're just you're like you don't know what to do and then <clears throat> with all of those things happening sometimes like your health in it as well speaking for mm-hmm. myself so it's like on different angles you know it just happened and you know what I what I what the Lord exposed to me the same phone thing like doing things when I should be spending time with him, like I should be worshiping, mm. worship, worshiping, worshiping him more. So I I know that th- those place those things are you know like openings for the enemy to come in my life to attack me. So that's yeah. why you know I have to be intentional to get rid of the distraction, you know that is around me, you know, and just spend time with the Lord. And the Lord has been. Um, you know, when I realize I'm being attacked, I would read the scripture on the in the the whole armor of God. Mm-hmm. Then what is revealed to me? Just reading the scripture, 
is good, but it, it does not help if I'm not putting on the whole armor of God. Am I in the word? Am I worshiping? How am I putting on the armor? <laughs> Sorry, of God. I don't my children start bothering me all of a sudden, but I'm gonna speak. Amen. How Amen. am I putting on the armor of God? Am I getting in the word? And I start mm. getting more in the word. And I see, you know, brother, brother Steph, he, he put in the chat about um Elisha when the, 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 the armor was sur surrounded him and you know he prayed. And this scripture yes. from this story came to me, Alice came to me. Um, greater is is um they they which are with us are more than mm. they which are with yeah, them. Yeah. I and it came to me that I have to be focused on who is with me right. than yes. who is against me. I have mm. to be focused on the um, Holy Spirit's presence with me. Yeah. The chariots yeah. of fire around me, the angels of God, the host of heaven. Mm. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Lord, the Lord has delivered me. And, you know, even one thing that was really on my mind, Demar just spoke about this. He read the scripture that Paul said, even after you finish doing everything, you become disqualified. You become a castaway. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that to happen to me because sometimes mm -hmm. we are doing things for God and our own souls are at stake and we are not mm -hmm. realizing it because I'm Tia um, talking this, like you're doing so much, you think you do enough. But mm -hmm. then when you think that way, you're so focused on what you're doing and not focused on your, your salvation. And that's what I'm getting. I, I have to be more focused on, on my salvation, work out my salvation. Not not let it be, become mundane, you know. Just always see God, and that's what I'm realizing in this time. The Lord wants to do things like in my life, but I I I am not there. Like I maybe I get laid back. Maybe mm. it just it just like everyday thing, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so, you know the Lord just he just reveals to redeem. He loves us so much, and he wants us to. To, 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 to be perfect in his sight. And sometimes we're lacking certain things. You know, and I know before before 2020, like I used to evangelize, like anybody know me, like like they know me. But after the lockdown, I, I like I was like I like I shut up. I shut up. So in this season I realized I have to like be bold, not even on the Zoom calls, but like even going to my doctor's appointment, anywhere I go. Like I have to do it. Yes. Praise God. Yes. Oh, go ahead, uh, Esther. Yeah. So, like, um, as I'm talking about courage, I just wanted—I I didn't want to say anything today. I just wanted to be quiet, but mm -hmm. the Lord has put it on my heart to say it. But um, just speaking about courage and that we should understand that although the devil wants us to believe that he's—he's he's opposite of God, he is not opposite of God. He is subordinate he is beneath god in every sure. single thing yes. so, he is not god's equal he is not the opposite i know people say the right. opposite of dark it's is good. light but understand that the devil is not the opposite of god god is all-knowing all-powerful and before the devil can do anything as we said before he has to ask god for permission oh, yeah. like we see in job how much he was upset with god because he didn't allow him to reign freely without asking him first so mm. just know that when you are serving God, you are serving the God of Almighty, the God mm. that is the beginning and the end, and the God that knows the full story before it even begins. So understand that when you are seven, serving the devil, just know you're serving someone who has no authority. You cannot tell you to do certain things 
while asking God to be able to do that. So what's the point of you serving somebody that has no power over mm. your life besides mm. the power that you're giving him? You mm. have to give the devil the power. God has the power. God is the one that with the, with the authority. So just imagine, just imagine what you're, you're pushing your life towards. And I'm just thinking about even when Jesus was praying, the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness for the devil to tempt him, to have that conversation with him. Like literally led him there. So just to know that God allowed that conversation to happen. God allowed that conversation with Jesus and the devil to even occur. It wasn't that the devil was like, oh, let me just come and see. No, he had to ask permission yet again, yet again from God and say, hey, I, I would like to talk to Jesus. So just be in mind and, and be, be encouraged. Be and being full encouraged to know that God is there with you and that you can turn to him. Even in, in the, the times where you're sad and you're feeling you're in sorrow. And like like Bria said, like sometimes it may take months, it might take a year. You know, like I'm talking about the spirit of depression too. Like understand that God is with you and that you cannot get out of those things without God pulling you out of it. If it's his will to bring you out, he will bring you out. But just be remembering, like Chris is saying, you cannot pledge allegiance to this and that. And be like, I'm also pledging allegiance to God. It has to be an every single day thing. Because we're praying for our life for today. Doesn't mean our life is promised for tomorrow. And so who you pledge allegiance to from today, it matters. It truly matters. You don't want to be playing pledging allegiance to the wrong team. To the person that has no, no allegiance, no devotion to anything but himself. But has no power still in that. And so just understand that the God that we serve the one true God that knows every single thing and that it has the power to give us the authority to do certain things in him. So just remember that. I just wanted to say that. I didn't want to talk too much, but God just kept telling me, just say it, just say it. So people may understand that we talk about light and dark, it being opposites, but the devil is not any by anywhere means near opposite of God. He is subordinate. He is beneath and will always be beneath. He has to submit to God in order to do anything. So understand that if the devil can submit to God, why can't you? Okay? Yes, yes. Man, y'all y'all pouring into me too, man. Like I I just I just feel full from what everybody's just just saying and just sharing just, you know, the different scriptures on on courage. And you know, just going back even to Joshua 6 when you read of Rahab you know, because of Rahab's, so Rahab in the beginning, she was on the wrong side. She was playing for the wrong team in the beginning, you know, and even though she was in, even though she was in Jericho, even though her setting was a setting of paganism and ungodliness, you know, she understood the power of God and said, you know what, I'm going to change my allegiance, you know, from paganism, from, from the God of this, the God of that to the one Jehovah God, to Elohim. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it, it goes to show, show us that even if we today, we are on the wrong side or we have pledged an allegiance to the wrong thing or to the common G God, we can change our allegiance to the Lord God Almighty. We have time mm -hmm. as long as we have life. And I'm reminded of the scripture when, when, when Zacchaeus, had an encounter with Jesus. Jesus said to him, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to, to pledge an, an allegiance to Jesus Christ. While you have life, 
So even if you are not saved today, today is the day. Right now is the hour to be saved. Mm. Right now is the hour to pledge your allegiance to Jesus Christ while you have life, right? Mm. And because of Rahab's, you know, change of allegiance to pledge to Jesus Christ, we, we see that her very family was saved too. Because it says in verse 17, only Rahab the harlot shall live. She and all that are within her house because she hid the messengers that were sent. And when we look even down at verse 23, it says, And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brethren, and all that she had, all her kindred, <laughs> because she changed her allegiance you know, to Jesus Christ. And if we look at Jesus's family line, his lineage, we see that his Rahab is in the lineage of Jesus Christ. You can crazy. do that research yourself if you don't crazy. believe. It. Crazy. Yes, it's crazy, isn't it? Because yeah. she changed her allegiance. Come on now. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on. We wait for the so, Messiah. Yes, imagine that. And Rahab was a harlot. Today we would say, oh, she a thotty or she's a hoe or whatever. She changed her allegiance and look how look how, how her seed was blessed, her family line was blessed. Yeah. Like imagine Jesus came from your lineage. I imagine yeah. that. So we have to look into ourselves and say, you know, I gotta, I gotta make sure my allegiance with Jesus is Jesus Christ. So let me touch on the last one, number four, right? And you all kind of touched on it already. Endurance. <laughs> Ability to remain active for a long period of time. If you mm. tell me Chris, I'm gonna keep it a stack with you. If you tell me Chris, let's go jogging, I'm not coming. I'm not going with you. <laughs> but if you tell me let's go run some sprints, I'll go run some sprints. However, endurance is so important. It is so important. Whether you're you're an athlete or just an average person that wants to be healthy, endurance is so important. And when we look at our Christian walk, endurance is so important because God ordered the Israelites, like, listen, y'all going to walk around one time, right, for six days. Y'all not going to say nothing. Then on the seventh day, y'all going to walk around seven times. That takes endurance. And I'm not just talking about physical endurance. It takes mental endurance as well. There are times I find myself, I'm like, God, I already prayed and read my Bible. Nah, go pray and read your Bible again. <laughs> God, I already witnessed to this person. Go witness to them again, right? God, I've been waiting for such a long time. Continue waiting. <laughs> it takes endurance. And one of the scriptures that I love to go back to is Isaiah 40, verse 31. It says, the young men fail, right? It said, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mm. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall, imagine, they shall run. I'm not jogging. They hey. shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not, I'm telling you, they shall walk and not faint. This last characteristic is so important for us. They're all important, but endurance is so important. And at the end of his days, Paul said, I fought a good fight. I ran the race. I finished my course. And salvation, it's 
it's a marathon. It is a marathon, right? And he said, you know, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. And now there is a crown laid up for me. Mm. Right? So we got to look into ourselves and say, man, I need to continue enduring. Pray for endurance. Yes. Pray to endure until the end because it, the, the scripture tells us, right, that there was some, there, there will be some that fall along the way. And even Bria touched on it too. There will be some that will fall along the way that they might turn away from the faith because their endurance is not good. They mm -hmm. wasn't, they wasn't exercising enough, right? They wasn't running, they wasn't jogging enough. You kept running five miles when God was telling you, hey, five miles is getting, is getting easy for you now. Start running six. Six is getting easy. Start running seven miles, right? Reading your word once a day is good, but now let's start reading it twice a day. Let's start digging deeper. Let's start praying even more. <laughs> so endurance is so important when it comes to our allegiance for God because we can't say, you know what, God, I'm going to pray today and then tomorrow you don't pray. You got you to gotta endure. And sometimes you might need somebody to help you out. You call a brother, you call a sister and say, listen, yo, I can't pray right now or I need you to go on fasting with me. That's a part of endurance. That's what we're here for. We're called the body of Christ, right? And as long as we've pledged allegiance to the same father, we in this race together, right? So let me just, at the end of, you know, Joshua 6, it, it shows us that the walls fell down. Mm -hmm. And as God told them in verse 2, they got the victory. They got the victory. And Jericho belonged to them. And God is so intentional and intelligent that God gave them this, gave them Jericho, knowing that Jericho was a prosperous city, right? Mm -hmm. So when we pledge our allegiance to God, God would take the prosperity or the blessings of or whatever the enemy has and give it to us because they don't deserve it. God is saying, my people deserve it. And, you know, that's what happens when we pledge our allegiance to Jesus Christ. And, uh, go ahead, uh, Bria or Dimash. It's Bria. What a powerful word. Praise God. I wanted to say something about endurance. Um, while I'm sitting here and while you were talking, when you read, you read the scripture, wait on the Lord and he will renew your strength. It's so crazy. Like when we, when we want strength from God, I can't speak for everybody. Just me. I used to think that for me to get strength from God, like I would ask God, give me the strength, Lord, like take away this pain. Or when I wasn't working, like, give me the strength, Lord, until you like, um, like it's like we want strength to get the thing taken away from us if that makes sense right yeah. but the scripture doesn't say like um the lord like like um the lord takes you out of the thing and then you your strength comes it says wait on the lord and then your strength comes mm. so that means like if you want strength you got to stay in it that's, that's the craziest it. thing and it's crazy because like when we pray for strength we pray that god give us the strength to take the thing away like it's so like when i'm going through pain i'll be like lord give me strength and the pain stay and i'm like that's not the, what i asked for <laughs> but it is what i asked for because i asked to wait the bible yeah. says wait on the lord and he will renew your strength so that yeah. means stay in it to get the strength from it 
craziest thing. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, wow, imagine all the things I asked God for strength for. And God literally just made me sit in it. Like it's <laughs> crazy. Um, and like even when when I think about the 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 Jericho story, I remember um when I first started serving the Lord, I always go back to that moment because that's when like God really transformed my life. Um, he's still transforming it now, but like I'm telling you, like, like me and him, we was that was my man, my man, my man. It was like that. And um <laughs> I went on um I, I was watching the Bible story and I remember seeing the, the Jericho scene. It's mad good on the Bible story. Like they really showed Joshua walking around the 13th time. They start screaming, ah, the shofars <laughs> go off. Like it's good. Like they really did it really good on the show. And I remember that's when I just lost my job from that vaccine situation. Huh. I remember after watching it, I went to the Lord, like, do you want me to walk to, around the building in Manhattan? <laughs> I was gonna stomp around that building. The Lord be my <laughs> out in the Lord. No, they probably would have called like um maybe like a psychiatric ward for me because yes. I walk around the building seven times and just start screaming because I was like, Lord, like whatever tactic you want me to use, like I will do it right now. Show me what to do. I even remember my I went to church that Sunday and my father gave a scripture about I forgot who the prophet was, but told the person strike the ground three times with this arrow or bow or something like that and the person won't die or something i don't know i remember coming home and striking the ground <laughs> with my hand boom 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 y'all don't know i didn't care like yo anything to get my job back for real <laughs> anything to get my job back or i want you to like take my boss out whatever you gotta do like i don't hey. care. like yo not take them out like kill them but like remove them put somebody else in administration <laughs> Lord, remember me, Lord, remember me. Just give me strength and give me that thing back. I'm just telling you, I was really doing anything. That's my point. And then one Saturday evening, I went on Remnant Generation. Don't know why I was there. <laughs> and the Lord made Mama Lorraine draw. She can't draw. Lord, forgive me for what I'm saying. It's a choice. And the only time she ever drew a perfect image was when she drew that chair. It, I don't even remember what the topic of the Bible lesson was, but the Lord said, you see that chair right there? Sorry. You're going to sit here this season. You're going to sit down for the mm. rest of this season. I said, me? He said, you. And then my friend Ali on this call right now, I tell this story all the time. Me and her was praying. She going to tongues. Going hard. And Lord, give her the job back. I said, Ali, stop praying right now. The Lord is not giving me that job back. He said, I'm going to sit in this season. And he did not get till this day. They ain't never called me to give me my job back. Hurt. Hurt. All the work I put in for them, they never, ever called me back. And I'm saying this to say, like, endurance don't mean that the situation going to change tomorrow. It means me sometimes you got to sit right there in it. Sit yes. God to give you your strength back. Yes. Want, like, listen, the situation sometimes never change, but it's better though. Mm -hmm. But it's better. It may not change the way you want it to change, but it's mm -hmm. better. So endurance is mad important. Like, oh my goodness. I, I thought I tried every tactic, but just to stay still mm -hmm. and just wait to see what the Lord was going to do. All he told me was just to do was sit and wait, sit mm -hmm. and wait. 
And that was building my strength. Now, if the Lord tell me no or hold on for something or wait, I can wait now because I, I done been in a whole season for almost a year with no work, no, <laughs> just me and God. Now I know what it's like to sit and wait. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's and the Maj just said this. I don't know if y'all heard him, but I was always the type of person that was doing something. Uh, Instagram influencing. I'm I'm talking about working, coming home, going to the park, doing photo shoots, changing into like two, three outfits, doing my makeup, coming back home, mm -hmm. going on to school, being in a relationship. Doing I'm talking about doing like a billion things at once. And then literally the Lord say, just sit down now. Mm. No work, no nothing. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. One time the Lord told me, read the book of Daniel. He told me Daniel like seven times. You know, I thought the Lord, no, I knew, I knew the Lord was saying this. So, to call somebody in administration at my job, his name was Daniel, right? To call him and tell him, I believe I should get my job back because the Lord, I'm thinking the Lord want me to call him. Now, mind you, the Lord's teaching me about prophets during this time. So he's telling me to read the book of Daniel. But instead of me doing that, because I just want to get out of this waiting and endurance period, I go and call this man Daniel, right? The guy literally said to me, we will never give you your job back. He, I was an operations manager. He was like, aren't you an assistant or something? Like, like we don't need you like he literally just shut me down oh, wow. i remember calling mama lorraine after crying so hard like how could he ever talk to me like that look at who i am i just couldn't believe this man treated me like garbage because the lord never told me to call that man he never told me to get he never told me to get out of this place he wanted me right here at that moment. He literally wanted me right there. So I don't even know who this is for, but I'm telling you, endurance is mad important. Stay where you at. Stay where you at. Because no matter what you do, if the Lord don't want you out of that season, he's not going to let you come out. He want a better you after that situation. Praise God. Praise God. This is for me. Praise God. Thank God. I remember the Lord wanted Bria to rest. Remember Bria? And then you finally got it and you started sleeping during the day. Oh my. Rest. It was Rest. beautiful. Then we started fasting. I fasted yes. for like 21 days straight. Remember, Mama Lorraine? We was. Yes. Oh my. Yes. Oh my. During that time, an angel appeared to me. This is why you need to be so still. During that endurance period, I never seen an actual angel in my life. Like, I never seen one. I don't know about other people, but me, I never seen one. And I actually saw a real angel. Bless me the name of the Lord. Like, and, and he told me I was going to get a house. And he told me a baby was coming. Like, all this stuff. And I'm like, what? Yeah. It's like, like, the Lord knows. Mom Lorraine could tell you. Like, I, I have no reason to lie. I haven't seen an angel since. But it's during that endurance period, you see a lot of um pastors, especially African pastors, they'll do it, like take a sabbatical and go on a mountain in Africa for months. Yes. And they see things that people never get a chance to see in their lifetime. They get revelations that other people don't get to see because they take that time and just separate and go through that hard period with God. We got to go through that period. How are we going to have a testimony? How are we going to tell somebody about what it is the Lord is going to do, you know, it's very important. Somebody asked for you to tell us more about the angel. 
You, Steph? Yeah, I'm somebody. <laughs> um, the angel, the angel showed up as a male man, believe it or not. Cause I'm pretty sure if it would have showed up the way angels really are described in the Bible, I probably would have passed out. So it really showed up as a male man. Um, I don't remember the color and all that stuff. Um, so don't ask me that because I don't even think God wants me to even know all that. It's not important. Right. Um, <clears throat> the, the, the angel showed up and when the angel came, the angel said, um, Kadesh will get you the house. Mm-hmm. At this time, I never heard the word Kadesh before, nor did I care about learning anything Hebrew because I just started walking with the Lord. So all of that didn't matter. Matter of fact, I got a, I had a righteous anger for the Hebrew Israelites. That's why I didn't want to observe Sabbath. So no. I wasn't even trying to hear nothing Hebrew at the time. I could tell you that right now. Um, so when when um the angel said that, I said, Kenadesh? Like I never heard that word before. So I'm arguing back and forth with the angel. I'm like, Kadesh, what that mean? Like I just kept kept saying Kadesh, Kadesh. I never heard the word before. And then a, a house appeared on the TV, like a, a, a brand new house appeared on the TV. Um, and then a ba- uh, uh, a little cat came and crawled up next to me. Um, a little baby cat, and then it just like um kind of cuddled me at that time. So I, the next morning, I called Mama Lorraine. I don't even know if it was the next morning. I might have called her when it happened because you know. Yes. I used to call her immediately. I didn't care what happened. I'm like, you up? Even if you're not, I gotta tell you this. I told her that the angel showed up and said Kadesh would give me the house. So me and her going on Google trying to find out what Kadesh means because the both of us. <laughs> And then at the time, my spiritual leader at the time told me that Kadesh was Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, and that's who's going to get us this house supernaturally, Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, and then I looked up the Hebrew, um, like what the significance of cats, like little cats in Hebrew. And it showed like um, like a baby or a changing of a diaper or something like that. Um, so I told Mama Lorraine, like, I, I believe the angel was telling me that when we get the house, that's when we're going to get the baby. Yeah. Um, and then literally like a few weeks later, a good friend of mine, Odeja, shows up in a dream of mine. And she says to me on the dream, um, um, the Lord, no, she said, when you move into Maryland, I said, me? She said, yeah, I said, girl, I'm not moving to nobody, Maryland. And that was the end of the dream. And then, and then, uh, and then like I called Mama Lorraine. I said, I think we're going to move to a place like Maryland. Maybe it's like a rural area, stuff like that. Like I didn't take Maryland serious at all. I was like, I'm not moving there though. Like, I just think that's what the Lord, like it's that kind of place. And she said, okay. Months later, me and Dimash got married. I'm begging the Lord to act, tell me where we're going to move. And then I get the dream again. And Odeja says to me in the dream. Um, when you move into Maryland, and I said to her, why do you keep telling me about Maryland? And then she said, because the Lord said you're going to move there. And I remember saying to the Lord, how, how am I going to move there? Like, I don't understand. Um, Dimash don't got a job there. And I didn't even get my job yet. And this and that or whatever. And the Lord got like, ups- got sad with me because he had just revealed something that I was begging him to tell me. And then now he told me, and I'm like literally questioning every single thing he done told me. Long story short, me and Damaj started trying to have a child right after we we um what's the name uh got married and we just it just wasn't happening. As soon as we moved into this house, the doctor said I conceived a week after we got here. 
<laughs> like a week. God. Like, like I'm just telling you, like when the angel showed up, the angel was accurate. Like mm. literally the angel was very accurate. The house, then the baby. And I remember the Lord showed me the wedding, the time, then the house, then the baby. Like he literally showed it back to back to back. That's even why I tell my friends who are pregnant now, um, you know, I remember when I was pregnant and they kept telling me like, I could say this now, but roll over on your baby. When I was pregnant, he used to tell me while I was sleeping, just roll over, just roll over. He used to say it all the time, just roll over on your baby so I can kill Zion. I'm going to tell you the truth. That's what the enemy used to tell me. I'm like, you're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. I will never do that. The Lord will never let that happen. He let the enemy, he let he let the angel come and show me this dream that I the enemy show up to me and tell me a baby was coming. Why would the the Lord God that we serve tell me a baby is coming for me to not deliver it? Amen. If God be true and every man be a liar. And this is why even to mothers who um, you know, I, I've grown a different since I've had Zion, a different um love and respect for mothers because even in this newborn phase when you're not getting any sleep and you're delirious when you be seeing online where they be like mother killed their baby and stuff like that mm -hmm. i used to think these mothers are insane to ever look uh -huh. at that but i'm telling you if you don't have the lord that is very possible mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just gonna tell so you, this sounds crazy like what i'm telling you right now and I'm telling you, I would never harm my baby, but I'm I'm saying if I did not know the Lord, I cannot say that the enemy would not win with a woman. I'm just going to keep so it real with you. So we have to just be so thankful that we have Holy Spirit, so thankful that we get encounters with angels, so thankful that we have the word of God, that yeah. we have endurance, that we have our right mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have our right mind because I'm telling you, cry after you only got three hours of sleep huh. that thing will make you go crazy i'm just gonna tell you the truth uh, only mothers can understand this yeah and i pray that for for endurance and long suffering for all mothers out there because i heard the worry don't stop even like as they get older it just gets worse like they just you just always think about are they okay or you know mm -hmm. all so you know blessed be the name of the lord for keeping myself and all the mothers on here and all the children on here as well um you know because really it's it's really not an easy task but i thank god for the angel that showed up and and how faithful um god was on his word and his promise praise god praise god amen amen, <laughs> amen. did you what was this chris this is the last okay look yeah. yeah, so this is just the last thing, uh, Matthew 6, verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So choose a side, pick a side. Um, thank you all for having me. Um, Praise, God. God bless. Praise God. Oh, my goodness, Brother Chris. I am blessed. And I know everybody on here is so blessed by the word that God gave you. bro. Yes, excellent word. Praise, Praise God. God. Thank God. And, you know, I pray we all just walk away with this with so much wisdom and knowledge from the Lord. Everything that was shared today was biblical. Just the word alone. That's all we need. No gimmicks, no nothing. Just the word. Man. It was really good. Um, 
Next week, we will be blessed to hear a word from Amado and Odeja. They're going to give a word together. Praise God. Praise God. Looking forward to it. Um, thank you, Chris. Thank you, every single person that's joining today. Love you all. I pray that you all I can't wait to see you next week. God's willing. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, brother. Chris. Amen. Chris, you can pray us out. Sure, sure. Father God, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for your words. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that leads us into all truth, mighty God. And Father God, we thank you for the truth today that you have let, let us in. Yes. God, we pray that these words, God, will not fall on deaf ears, Lord God. But as the word said, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord saith. So, Father, we pray that we will hide your words in our heart, God, mm -hmm. that, Father, we will look into ourselves, Lord God, and see where, God Almighty, what we need to fix, what we need to work on, God Almighty. For, God, as the word reminds me, Lord God, it said, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the sinners and the ungodly appear? So, mm -hmm. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that we'll work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, mighty God, and make sure, Lord dear God, that all our bases are covered. Yes. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus for those that have not made an allegiance with you, Lord God, that they will make an allegiance with you today, Lord God Almighty. For Lord God, at the end of it all, mighty God, if we have not made an allegiance with you, then heaven cannot be our home. Father, mm -hmm. we pray the new Jerusalem cannot be our home, Lord God, because if we have not allegiance with you. So we pray today, Lord God, that we will not joke around with salvation, that we will not be in and out, that we will not play hopscotch, that, Father God, we will just stay in, Lord dear God Almighty, stay in your presence, Lord God. And, Father, we pray you continue to strengthen us. Keep us, Lord God. We are the household of faith, Lord God. We are the body of Christ. So we pray that you will strengthen us, Lord God, and that we also strengthen one another, encourage one another, lift up one another, pray for one another, Lord God, and just edify one another. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this ministry. Continue to strengthen, Lord dear God Almighty, Bria and Damage. God, continue to lead them and guide them and direct them, God, and speak to them, Lord, Holy Spirit. And Father, we pray that even more souls will be added unto the ministry, Lord dear God. That, Father God, it can grow and reach, Lord dear God Almighty, to different parts of the world, oh God. And Father, we pray that we will continue to pour into the ministry, Lord dear God. For yes. Lord God, we know that you are pouring into us. And yes. Father, we pray as we're going about our days that God Almighty, that your spirit will be with us, guide us, protect us, watch over us. And God Almighty, that your presence will never leave us. And we tell you thanks. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Jump on whatever call you see. God bless you all. God bless you.